Kathy Bixel, and welcome to Beautiful Life. We are so honored to have you with us here on our very first video broadcast of Beautiful Life. For those of you who have followed Kathy Bixel Ministries, you know that for the past year, we have had um, an audio uh, podcast available through iTunes and our website, and we are still going to have that available for you, but today marks the first day our, of our video production. And so I want to take this time, first of all, to thank the Lord uh, in His goodness, has uh, just put all the pieces and people and things together for us. I want to especially thank our partners uh, at the ministry that uh, are helping to uh, enable this vision to go forward. I want to thank all the, those who volunteer for the ministry, uh, especially my uh, creative team. We have some really special people working with us and for us, as well as uh, others in the industry that have actually volunteered their time and sewn into this vision simply because they love the vision and uh, they love what, what God is doing. And so uh, we, we are grateful that you can be with us today because it it is a special day for us. You know, when we were uh, uh, actually beginning the broadcast and we were in discussion stage, I knew that uh, it was going to be something that uh, would require a lot of, you know, work and time and, and uh, effort on everyone's part connected with the ministry. But the, the, uh, the title of the broadcast itself was actually given to me in prayer. Uh, by the, the whole vision was unfolded to me in prayer. And when I had actually communicated it to a, a very dear friend of mine who has a sense of humor, she said, wow, you know, with the way that times are right now, you're calling it beautiful life, but really, she said, it, it, maybe it should be called run for your life. You know, everybody is so fearful and concerned about the future. Well, we want to tell you on this broadcast that you don't have to worry about your future. Matter of fact, Jesus said, take no thought, right? Take no thought for tomorrow because today has enough stuff in it to keep you occupied that you don't have to worry about tomorrow. But the fact remains that as kingdom people, when we have a kingdom mindset and we know our identity as God's sons and daughters, we recognize that we live and serve a mighty God in an unshakable kingdom. Our unshakable kingdom that we are part of is based on the greatness of who God is, that he is mighty, he's powerful, he's glorious. The, the, the Bible, those in the Bible that worshiped him and walked with him said that there was no one that could compare to him that he was unstoppable, that he was uncomparable to any, any other small G God, and that he was great. And you know, the Bible tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it really doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It matters what's going on inside of you, and that's what affects and influences the world around you. You know, the Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It's by faith that you overcome the world. It's not by fear. It's not by worry. It's not by listening to all the, the news reports out there that you are going to be the overcomer you are called to be. It is through an understanding, having a personal revelation of the promises and the character of God revealed through the word of God. And so 
If you want to be victorious, you're going to have to have faith. But faith isn't something that we just, you know, you know, look into the atmosphere and faith comes on us. Faith is having a belief that God, what God says is true and that God cares about you. He loves you and that he has everything worked out and planned for your life. The Bible says, Jeremiah the prophet said, I know the plans I have for you, right? We all know this first. It's probably on all of our refrigerators or mirrors, right? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans uh, to give you a future and a hope to give you an expected end. And so if we are going to be victorious, we are going to have to know that our God is for us, that he's great, and that he in us, his life in us is greater than anything the world can throw at you. It's greater than the economy. It's greater than plagues. It's greater than nations uh, trembling in the hour in which we live. All of that has to come and be subservient to the power of God's goodness and the authority of his word. So when we come back, we are going to dive into the Word of God. We're going to dive into Psalm 16, a powerful portion of Scripture that I believe defines uh, the, the kind of revelation the Lord wants us to have about Him in this season. Throughout time, God has always reserved for Himself a remnant, a people fully sold out to His message and willing to pay the price of radical discipleship. While the church and the world lie in crises, a message is sounding once again throughout the corridors of time that God can alter the course of history through a radical few. Consider Moses, the Apostle Paul, Daniel, Noah, Abraham and Peter, just to name a few sold out radicals to God's calling. Don't settle for the confines of the ordinary when the Father has set his love on you to be extraordinary. Rise up out of the ashes of loss and disappointment and take hold of the one who makes all things new. Join us on an adventure of faith to experience Christianity the way it is supposed to be. Radical, the Radical Rising Remnant. The latest book from Kathy Bixel. Get your copy now at kathybixel.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-B-I-C-H-S-E-L.com. kathybixel.com. So let's go to the Bible that has all the information that we need about the beautiful life that God has for us. I especially love Psalm 16 that has uh, just brought so much revelation to my heart over the past year. You know, so many times when we read the Bible, it's easy to, uh, all of it is so good and exciting. Um, that, you know, even the parts that we might not understand, that uh, when you're hungry for the Lord and you're hungry for the Word of God, it's really easy to just go quickly through certain portions of Scripture to just go on to the next portion uh, to gain knowledge of something else, thinking we have knowledge of the last thing we just read. But really, the, the Lord's design is for the Word of God to become part of us. And sometimes we have to park our car or park our heart, so to speak, on a portion of scripture until it becomes part of us. You know, Jesus uh, 
Jesus said, you know, and, and you know, the Father said, in, as revealed in the Word of God, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he likened the Word of God to bread. And we know that when we eat natural food, it assimilates into our cells. It becomes, it becomes part of us. You, you know the saying, you are what you eat? Well, it's the same thing with the Word of God. And sometimes we need to spend time on a portion of Scripture so that it can become life to us in a greater way and really transform us. So we are going to go to Psalm uh, 16 today. And uh, while I was on there talking, my Bible, let's see here, Psalm 16, here we go. Psalm 16 in the voice translation. Uh, let's see, let's begin in verse one. Protect me, God, for the only safety I know is found in the moments I seek you. I told you, eternal one, you are my Lord, for the only good I know in this world is found in you alone. The beauty of faith-filled people encompasses me. They are true and my heart is thrilled beyond measure. All the while, the despair of many who abandoned your goodness for the empty promises of false gods increases day by day. But you, eternal one, are my sustenance and my life-giving cup. In that cup, you hold my future and my eternal riches. My home is surrounded in beauty. You have gifted me with abundance and a rich legacy. I will bless the eternal, the psalmist writes, whose wise teaching orchestrates my days and centers my mind at night. He is ever present with me. At all times, he goes before me. I will not live in fear or abandon my calling because he stands at my right hand. This is a good life. My heart is glad. My soul is full of joy and my body is at rest. Who could want for more? You will not abandon me to experience death and the grave or leave me to rot alone. Instead, you direct the path or you direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. I'm going to read that one more time. Instead, you direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. As I walk with you, the pleasures are never ending and I know true joy and contentment. Isn't that just a powerful portion of scripture? The psalmist says, there's a beautiful life, a beautiful future that you have for me, and I will orchestrate my days, Lord, with your teaching so that I can stay on that path. The beautiful life is a life filled with God's goodness, God's pleasure. You know, the Bible says that we are uh, called and destined to live a life of heaven on earth. Uh, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy where the Lord was communicating to the children of, of Israel and he, he, he said that he wanted our days, uh, the days of the people of Israel, to be like the days of heaven on earth. Now for some of us that seems impossible because it doesn't seem like things are too heavenly around us. But one of the things that, that I am convinced of after the many years that I've walked with the Lord, that I have fellowshiped with him through his word, studied his word, fellowshiped with him through his word and also through prayer. 
through the many uh, years of ministry where uh, I've endeavored to serve people and help them grow in their relationship with God. One of the things that I have discovered that, that I am more convinced of every day is that the secret to having a prosperous, healthy life in every way is to have a healthy mind. That your thought life and having the mind of Christ experientially, not just theoretically, just reading it in the Bible, uh, the Bible verse that says, I have the mind of Christ, but to begin to experience the mind of Christ, having his thoughts in your heart day by day, and the result being that those thoughts uh, are so transformative in your life that they affect your behavior. With all the talk about anointing and, uh, and, and, and as valuable as the anointing is, as valuable as having the heavenly angels around us all the time, keeping our feet so that we do not stumble, it's your ability to master your own thought life that is what is what is the most important. You are the master of your ship. And what happens up in here is what really uh, it, it becomes the impetus for the kind of life that you experience. This isn't about self-help. This isn't about positive thinking. You know, the New Age movement and uh, the self-help industry has hijacked the revelation from the Word of God about having a, a mind that is focused on right, you know, on right thoughts and having right thinking. But this is deeper than that. This is having a revelation of the mind of God, how God thinks about you, what he has planned for you, and having those thoughts become transformative in your life. It's just not thinking a positive thought. It's thinking about what God is thinking. Amen? We'll be right back, and I'll talk to you more about having your mind focused on Christ. In this three-part audio series, you will find scripture meditations for divine life, health, and wealth as the scriptures are brought to life with the accompaniment of instrumental sounds you will be encouraged by the power of God's spoken word meditations for divine life will set you free from that old life of sin fear addictions and depression releasing you into a life filled with righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit meditations for divine health gives you a daily dose of God's medicine and fills you in on all your benefits. Meditations for Divine Wealth edifies you to be like the Patriarch Isaac, who while meditating, looked up and saw his camels coming, which was God's provision. This set will elevate your faith to the forefront in calling these areas in your life as though they are. Visit KathyBixel.com to purchase your choice of either a CD or an MP3 download. That's K-A, T-H-Y-B-I-C-H-S-E-L.com, KathyBixel.com. Most of us know Jesus' a prayer, right? We call it the Our Father, or traditionally call it the Our Father, where he prayed and said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that tells me, and it ought to tell you too, that it's God's heart for our days 
to be just as he had promised the, the Israelites in, in Deuteronomy for our days on earth to be as days of heaven. And as I said in our last segment, I have found that the key to that, to experiencing that, is having the mind of Christ. And it's just not having a positive thought. I, I like how the Amplified Bible defines uh, that portion of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, where the Apostle Paul exhorts the Corinthian church to have the mind of Christ because as believers, they already do have the mind of Christ. In the Amplified, it says that the mind of Christ is defined as a mind that is guided by God's thoughts and his purposes. So it's just not about having a positive thought. It's about having a life guided by God's purposes and by his thoughts. So we are uh, getting that settled, right, that it's important that our thoughts be heaven-centered, that we be heavenly-minded. You know, uh, I know in my history in the church world, oh, so many times I have heard it said, you know, we are so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good. You know, you can't be too heavenly-minded. Well, you know, I've lived a little longer now since I used to hear, and even sometimes I would say it because I would hear it from other, you know, other people I respected. But the truth of the matter is the longer I live on this earth, the more heavenly-minded I have realized I need to be, that it is better to be heavenly-minded than earthly-minded, that we need to have our, our whole uh, focus on what, what is God thinking, what, is God's, what, what are God's thoughts about my situation and my circumstance? The great uh, uh, preacher and teacher and expositor of scripture, Charles Spurgeon, who lived and ministered uh, and, you know, uh, over 100 years ago, whose sermon still lived on, had these three great, uh, what, do, what do I want to call them here? Three great uh, exhortations or three great ideas or things to do, I should say, three things that uh, help will help you be heavenly minded. And they were so good that I, that I wanted to share, with the, uh, share them with you today on the broadcast. Uh, he said that there are three things that will keep us heavenly minded because the fact is we are not physically in heaven, but we can be heavenly while, while we are on the earth. The first, he said, that we can, that we can do is to be more like the spirits in heaven. So this is Charles Spurgeon's three things. The first is to be more heavenly minded is to be more like the spirits in heaven. And for purposes of time, I'll just read you what he wrote. He said, they are happy in heaven, not only because it is heaven, but because they are heavenly. They could not be otherwise than happy. If those blessed spirits were on earth so perfectly pure as they are, they would be perfectly happy. It is not, I say, so much the place that makes their heaven as their state of mind. Now, I'm going to read that one more time because that is so good. Listen to what Spurgeon wrote. It is not, I say, so much the place that makes their heaven as their state of mind. See, we can be living in the world with it feels like hell going on all around us, but we can be, we can be and experience heaven on earth. They are completely, they are completely conformed to the will of God. 
They delight themselves intensely in the Most High. They have been freed from their earthly grossness and they are now like the pure gold that has passed through the furnace. And then Spurgeon writes, there's a second thing that we can do. And that is by getting Christ. For it is Christ who makes heaven as the sun makes the day. He writes, Christ is the flower in that garden that makes all the rest sweet. Christ is heaven's crown and glory, its brightest jewel and diadem. And he that gets Christ's heart set upon Christ gets the better part of heaven. At any rate, he can do without the angels and without the harps of gold for a time. But when he gets Christ in his heart, the hope of glory, when the love of God is shed abroad in his heart by the Holy Spirit, and he can say, my beloved is mine and I am his, he has got the major part of heaven and may have days of heaven upon the earth. Isn't that great? And the final one that he said, the third thing, is that we can do what they do in heaven. So the first thing Spurgeon says is that we can be like the heavenly beings are. That secondly, that we uh, get Christ, right? And we do that when we become believers in Jesus Christ. And the third thing Spurgeon says is that we become we do and occupy ourselves like people, or I shouldn't say people, but spirits in heaven occupy themselves. What, what does heaven occupy itself with? He says, he writes, a man's joy or sorrow comes very much from what he has to do. In heaven, they are always serving and praising. If we get the same work to do, if we enter into the same happy choir and sing praises to our heavenly king and try to serve him without weariness, why then we shall get again the better part of heaven by getting the occupation of it. Holy men with Christ in their hearts and with Christ's work in their hands spend many days of heaven upon the earth. So there you have it. We are called to be heavenly minded, have our minds renewed with the word of God. Think like God thinks. Do what heaven does. What do they do in heaven? They worship God, they sing, and they serve. Isn't that powerful? Well, as we wind up the broadcast today, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to remind you that this is the beautiful life that God has for you. And in the days ahead, uh, we will be teaching you how to be more heavenly minded, how to live. You know, Jesus modeled for us while he walked on the earth. He modeled, Jesus modeled for us how to live as a Christian, how to live in the world, but be not of the world. Amen. He taught us how to live as an overcomer. So don't forget to tune in again for our next broadcast. You can uh, follow us, uh, Beautiful Life TV. You can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We encourage you to stay connected with us. Let us know how this broadcast is blessing you and encouraging you. And don't forget how much God loves you and the great future that you have because he loves you. God bless you. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Beautiful Life and the teaching ministry of Kathy Dixon. 
For more information about Kathy, her books, downloads, and CDs, please visit BeautifulLifeTV.com. If you are interested in Kathy's teaching schedule, or perhaps you would like her to speak at a church or event near you, please email info at BeautifulLifeTV.com. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join us as we trust that God's blessing will continue to offer you His beautiful life. So long for now.